In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things came into being through Him, and without Him not one thing came into being. In my family, we love words. Going back to grandparents, continuing to today, we play Scrabble. We keep buying bookcase after bookcase for kids' books, and they keep on filling up. Nora's even catching on. Just this morning, she asked to watch a show I'd never seen before called Word World. It's an animated show where the animals and the things look like the letters of their name. So dog has a D for its head and an O and a G for its body. Barn, house, jungle all look like the letters that spell them. This is clever and this is fun, but this is also biblical as well. Because in our scriptures, today's gospel reading, we see that God also loves words. They exist everywhere from all times, and that's what's at the heart of today's profound gospel reading from John, which, as you probably have discerned, our church loves so much that it reads as the gospel of dismissal on every Sunday when there is not a hokey honkiest. It begins, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In ancient Armenian, Iskazbane er banen, yev banen er astvads, yev astvads er banen. God seems to love words. There's something fundamental to creation and to this word world we live in and call home. And to see this, you just have to look closely at the term used for word in Greek, logos. Logos means word, like I'm reading words from a page, but logos also means much more than this. It has perhaps the broadest and richest meaning of any word. It's the root word of logic, right? So logos is not just about words, it's about all of thinking. It's about all of rationality. It's about wisdom, about any and every thing. What words have logos in them? Every single word that ends ology, biology, zoology, Armonology, philology, to name a few. The world we live in is truly a world of words, thoughts, ideas, symbols that are like a giant puzzle that somehow fits together. The Armenian language, by the way, also preserves this divine nature of the world. In classical Armenian, what is the word for word? It is bon, bon. It means word just as in Greek, and it encompasses all wisdom and knowledge as in Greek. Bon is as ubiquitous as ology, right? Gen sana, gen dana banutun, gen sa banutun, banasirutun, zoology, biology, philology. And moreover, in modern Armenian, bon has come simply to mean thing as in each and everything, amen, bon. And if you can't think of any word, you just say bon. 
that thing that I can't think of the name for. So like fish, we swim in the ocean of words and ideas that we live, move, and have our being. And our reading tells us indirectly why things are this way. Why the word, the logos, the bon, shows up literally in everything, in everything. John writes, all things came into being through the bon, the logos. And without the logos, not one thing came into being. The reason that the logos, the bon, the word, pops up in everything, every profession, every aspect of life is because God put it there. We really are like the cartoon that Nora watches. We're made in God's image, and a huge part of that is being able to see, understand, reflect, and grow in his world of words. God speaks, and we get it. No other creature is like this. So when we say in Badarak, God is speaking, it seems like a small thing, but it encompasses everything. He speaks in everything all the time. It inheres in creation and all around us. But not just that, he didn't just infuse an amazing word with biology and arminology and then pull away and back off. He's not like a force. He's not like an idea. He's a living person. A spiritual awesome one, no doubt, but still like a person in that he speaks, continues to care, guides, aids, and directs us. That he speaks to us is evidence of his love. That is where the word of God, Jesus Christ, comes into play. John continues in his gospel, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. So in the fullness of time, God seems to have said, I'm no longer relying on the words, the world of words to guide you. Nature, prophets, laws, and wisdom so that you see me. Now you're old enough to receive my final word. I'm coming myself, sending my beloved son, the last word, if you will. And in this way, what God had to say with us, with Jesus, was not just more words. There's even a red-letter Bible which Protestants love that highlight in red the words Jesus said, and that's a great idea and profound, but even more important than what Jesus said was who Jesus was and what he did. His words just clarified something about his very self and his life. That was the main truth God was revealing. He didn't just speak the word. He is the word. He didn't just speak the truth. Jesus said, I am the truth. And for this reason, we not only spend time listening to the spoken words of Jesus, but we follow the word which is Jesus. Just again this year, following his life, the way of the cross, through Holy Week and unto Easter resurrection, because Jesus reveals the very heart, the mind, the soul of God to the world from the beginning until today. True, all things in God's world of words, nature, science, and art reflect the greatness of the Creator, but to find ultimate significance in this life, 
to discover the special loving words that God uses to call each man and each woman born into this world of words into full stature, we have to look to God's final word, Jesus Christ, to guide, admonish, and transform us into words of living truth, now and always, and unto the ages of ages. Amen.